you know, as Christians, we have to understand and, and be real with where we are. That's what we have to see first, individually. And what where our mindset is and what we desire. Airing the Addisons. I think what God is really calling us back to, it's those individual personal revivals in our own lives where we're like, oh Lord, what have we done? We have minimized you. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. As the church, man, we should be on the forefront of making disciples, of indoctrination in godly things. If we don't train our kids, they will not be able to stand. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family Radio, thank you so much for listening. We are um, really blessed to have you along and uh, to be able to, to, in some ways, I hope, minister to and encourage the body of Christ as we await the return of our Savior. Amen. I mean, can we just, like, that's that's what we're doing. We're trying to occupy. We're trying to be faithful in the land that the Lord has given to us, right? Mm-hmm. We're trying to make gains. Um, we're trying to tell the truth about who Jesus Christ is. And so the fact that you allow us to do that daily in your vehicles, in your homes, as you're folding laundry, uh, we get your messages. We know. We yes. know how you listen. <laughs> Thank you. That yeah. means so much. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And uh, Sherry B. and J. Mac are on tap to help us navigate the show. Today, we're going to turn our focus, as indeed we've been doing all day across the network, we're going to talk about the important work of AFA Action and the iVoter Guide and the men and women who have a three-level approach mm. to um, pushing back against the darkness that is encroaching. I mean, it is we are living in some very, very dark times, and it's going to take more than one approach. Mm-hmm. It's going to take fighting on more than one level, and I think AFA Action and iVoter Guide um, is doing that, taking more than one approach to push back the darkness. So we're going to talk about that. Joining us to help us discuss that is Dr. Jameson Taylor. Dr. Taylor is a research fellow for AFA and leads the Government Affairs Division for AFA Action. Jameson helps identify, craft, and advocate for federal and state legislation, promoting a conservative and biblical worldview. Um, some of our listeners might be excited to learn that um, Dr. Taylor is, uh, and I mean this respectfully, the bulldog that may kind of be responsible for what happened here in Mississippi that made its way all the way to the Supreme Court. We'll talk about that and why that's important and um, how our listeners can be a part of this continued work. We are making a mark in our culture for the glory of God, Mm. and we are occupying in every area that we exist in, and that includes politics, that includes political action, and knowing how to properly engage is so vital, so important. We're going to talk about that, among other things. Jameson, thank you so much for joining us today. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on the show today, Mickey. Yeah, it's our pleasure. It's our pleasure. So you've been active in the political trenches for some time, working behind the scenes, but working diligently to 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 bring about what would be redemptive in our culture Tell our listeners how you helped to shepherd the pro-life bill through the Mississippi legislature that has become what now the country, and I would say the world, knows as the Dobbs case. Yeah, you know, really, I want to say, first of all, to God goes all the glory, all the credit. This is definitely a divine move that we are seeing. First, you know, with President Trump getting elected, having the opportunity to appoint these justices to the Supreme Court, but then Mississippi leading the way in bold truth-telling. That's what I see this this case is really about. It's about the truth of human life, the preciousness of human life. 
And Mississippi has led the way, not only with this legislation, but with other bills related to religious liberty, related to the dignity of marriage. What Mississippi has been doing is just telling the truth, saying, you know, a marriage is a marriage. A baby is a baby. We believe in God. We have a right to our religious liberty. And I think God has been honoring that. Now, people kind of ask, you know, they, they it, from maybe the outside, this looks like this some kind of miraculous, magical process. And again, to God goes all the glory. But... It comes from just making small sacrifices every day and just doing what you do every day. A lot of a lot of what I do is just showing up, showing mm. up at legislatures <laughs> around the country, talking to lawmakers, speaking the truth. And that, that's why I encourage people to support AFA Action with just mm-hmm. little sacrifices. You know, today we're, we're having a special emphasis day for AFA Action. Uh, you know, people might think, well, I support AFA, but AFA Action is a little bit different because we are directly engaged in the political space. We're kind of putting on that armor of God where we have the sword of the spirit and we're going into state capitals around the country to be a witness to Christian lawmakers, but even more important, help those Christian lawmakers be a witness where they are, help them become leaders where they are. Mm-hmm. And when we show up, then they can show up and then big things happen, for instance, like this case before the Supreme Court. Oh, man, I love I love the way you started off. So first of all, let me just say amen and amen again to God be all the glory. He equips us. He gives us the boldness that we need to carry out the tasks that he's entrust to, entrusted to us. And so um, amen and amen again. Let me double back to something you said here, Jameson, because I think that this is where so many of our listeners, we are grassroots organization and our listeners and our supporters are made up of families just like the one that Will, and, Will the Great and I are a part of, right? We are just working. We're trying to be diligent. We're trying to raise our kids. And at the same time, we're watching the decline in our culture. We're watching the decline in politics. We're watching what's happening around us. And we feel like I want to show up, but I'm not exactly sure where I need to start or what I need to do. How is it that AFA action comes alongside families like ours and equips us to understand how to be effective in your engagement? Yeah, that's a great question. Well, first you can go to our website, afaaction.net. You can go to the website and you can learn about what's happening in your state and happening around the country. That's also the place to donate. You know, that's today we're having that special emphasis day. It's a day to donate. And I encourage people to go on the website and educate themselves. But, you know, I mean, we know how Trump got elected. It was small dollar donations mm-hmm. from people all around the country. And don't kind of, you know, don't underestimate the little that you can do the, you know, donation that you can make. You may be a student, you may be a family with a tight budget, but by making that donation, you could participate in really history changing things that are happening. Because I could tell you, the reason I joined AFA Action is not to pass some like small reforms in every state (laughs) so we can have a map showing, look, we got this little law passed in 35 states around the country. Mm -hmm. I joined AFA Action to change the history of America. Because I have kids, you know, a lot of listeners have kids. We need to change the future for our kids and for our grandkids. That is why I am doing this. But these kind of victories, they're not cheap. I mean, when we think about love, especially the love that we have for our kids, the love that God has for us, it's a sacrificial love. Mm. Love is not cheap. Winning is not cheap. Virtue is not cheap. Changing the future is not cheap. It requires sacrifice. And we need prayers from people. That's the first thing. You know, anyone who's listening, if you're not familiar with the political work that AFA is doing, 
please pray for what we're doing because we're like again we're going right into that arena and engaging in hand-to-hand combat every day with what we do we need financial support but we also need people to to show up and to get involved and so you can sign up for afa action emails and they will give you specific information you need to make a difference in your state and you know people underestimate well all i can do is send an email well send the email all Mm -hmm. i can do is a phone call make that phone call because that's how literally history changing things happen when enough people show up enough people care lawmakers get the message and they do the right thing that's why afa action exists to help lawmakers do that right thing to help them act on the biblical worldview that we know is the right way to live Jameson, I just have a question because I, I get this question from time to time. I probably asked this, this question from time to time. Um, for those folks who are out there who are Christians that feel jaded by politics and say, man, at this point, how can anything be done politically speaking? And don't we just need to focus in on the gospel? Isn't the gospel enough? Like, what would you say uh, to, to those people that would say, man, politics hasn't gotten us anywhere? Yeah, you know— th- what comes to mind is Paul. Paul went to Rome mm-hmm. to preach yeah. the gospel. Peter went to Rome to preach the gospel. And we see just the example of Jesus. He didn't shy away from going to uh, going to where leadership was, going to mm-hmm. where the kings were. He didn't, you know, he didn't have to go into the king's palace because he is the king. But <laughs> his message still went there. You know, John the Baptist, his message, his message went there. And we can carry that same message. And this, you know, one thing I want people to think about. God could reverse Roe v. Wade right now. He does mm-hmm. not need us to do this. Mm-hmm. God can do it. He's sovereign, right? Amen. But, you know, the way I think of it is like, it's like a loving father saying, hey, Jameson, hey, Will, I'm baking chocolate chip cookies today. Would you like to come into my kitchen and help me make some chocolate chip cookies? I know I would. I could smell those cookies now. I can't wait to eat them. God can make the chocolate chip cookies by himself, mm-hmm. but he invites us mm-hmm. as his children to engage in that process. Mm-hmm. And, you know, God cares about politics. He cares about the way that we order our lives. And he wants Christians to be involved in that political process. Mm-hmm. He is inviting us to be involved in that process. And FA Action is a great avenue for ordinary people to get involved. Again, you can make a donation on our website, afaaction.net, but you can also uh, call the, call our number, 877-616-2396, and make a donation in that way. But again, God is inviting us to be part of that process. Mm-hmm. Amen. 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 No, that is such a great point. And I, I want to stay here and then kind of move on. I want to talk about these three areas that AFA Action is focusing on. I think this is going to be encouraging to our listeners But before we do that, Jameson, I want to go back to the point that you're making. When we are involved in our culture, when we are being salt and light, when we are involved in politics to the extent that we are actually serving as an indictment to those politicians, that we stand before them and we say, you're wrong. Or in some cases, we say, you're the man. You know, we are the ones who say God has a moral standard. You're going to be judged according to that standard. If we back out of that, well, then the lights go dim. And so it's so important for Christians to remain engaged, but it's also important for them to be engaged properly, which Mm -hmm. means knowing those who 
have put their names on ballots and knowing those who just show up in your neighborhood and tell you nice sounding things and you think they said a few buzzwords, but then, you know, you vote for them and you learn pretty quickly that all they've said is what they knew you wanted to hear. Well, AFA Action and iVoterGuide are working really really diligently to make sure that faithful Christians, faithful followers of the Lord Jesus Christ are being good stewards of their vote. Let's talk about how we're doing that. Yeah, that's right. So we have a three-step approach to changing politics in our country. Uh, And again, when you change the politics, you change the history of our country. So first Mm -hmm. we have iVoterGuide. The thing I love about iVoterGuide, what they do is they vet candidates for office. Now, I don't know about y'all, but there's been some candidates that I have voted for, <laughs> and I'm pretty disappointed with you know what they do once they get elected. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just downright depressing sometimes. <laughs> the great thing about iVoterGuide is they don't just have uh, a marker that says you're a conservative. They have, uh, they have a brand. It's a verified conservative. This mm-hmm. is actually a conservative that has taken tough votes – that is committed to draining the swamp, whether it's in D.C. or in their state. So they have verified conservatives. Folks that want to get involved in iVoterGuide, uh, we need volunteers to, to do that work of vetting candidates. We have a very scientific, systematic process, but it's also very easy to employ. I encourage folks to, to get involved more in that. So we have the iVoterGuide. The second step we have is getting good laws passed. And that's that's what I do. I uh, work with lawmakers around the country to pass pro-family, pro-life legislation. Laws like that Mississippi law, which is now before the Supreme Court in the Amazing. Dobbs case. And again, these are life-changing, future-changing, generation-changing wins. But what we also see with that Mississippi law is we need good judges. Mm-hmm. And so we have the Center for Judicial Renewal part of AFA Action, and they are working on getting good judges in office. So we have this three-prong approach to politics. And I can tell you, we also have years and years of experience that has gone into crafting this approach. Oh, this is fantastic. I I think that this is the type of confidence that we as Christians need to have when it comes down to Election Day. I think so many of the barriers, uh, especially for the faithful among us, is like the question of where where should your vote go? Because there are some of us who actually really take seriously our responsibility to vote well, to vote for the glory of God. And I praise God that AFA Action is in place and I vote a guide as well so that we can make the best use of our votes. Okay, in the last couple minutes we have before we go to the break or actually few seconds we have how can our listeners support afa action yeah please go to our website afaaction.net and there's a donate button click the donate button there's some different options Uh, i like the option of my best gift give your very best uh, to help us out here at afa action you can also call and make a donation 877-616-2396 all right we'll grab the break and we'll be right back Back to Aaron the Addisons on American Family Radio. We appreciate you listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and that's Path of Revelation with Believers. 
Chevy B and J Mac are on tap to help us navigate the show. And we're going to open up the phone lines in the last segment um, to discuss what we talked about yesterday. And then even as we continue on today, um, today, I want to expand the topic of the show. Um, and, and you'll see how it kind of all falls under this umbrella. Uh, but understand this but understand this. And then we'll just kind of take it from there. Yesterday, we kind of got into talking about where we are in our country as far as the thirst for lawlessness, the craving um, of of lawlessness. And, And I was trying to encourage our listeners yesterday to not be confused or to not be deceived by a lot of the talking heads who are talking about um, the slaughter of innocence that happened in Buffalo, New York, because there there are a lot of people who would have you believe that they are outraged and that they are incensed. I want you to understand. And, and um, look, there are liberal God haters. OK, who need there to be violence in this country. They mm-hmm. need there to be unrest. They need they need for there to be division and factions. They have a vested interest in making sure that these things continue. Right. And so I was thinking about this and continue thinking about it even today. It's really interesting to me that you will have Democrats looking to blame everywhere you look. They are attempting to shift the blame to conservatives, right? So now everyone who is a conservative is responsible for this shooting in Buffalo, New York. Mm. And I was thinking about this and I was thinking how it was really convenient when you had people tearing up communities and, and terrorizing, terrorizing communities and shooting up innocent people. Um, the Democrats didn't feel responsible for that. You've had a soaring of crimes across this country. Mm-hmm. This not just because they want to talk about the gun violence, right? Because that plays into their narrative because then they can kind of parlay that into a discussion about gun control, gun right. control. When we've had a violent outbreak in this country, that's not limited to the use of guns. Mm. Okay. You, you, it's not limited to the use of guns, but the Democrats don't want to talk about that. And liberals don't want to talk about that. And why? Because then they will actually have to discuss their responsibility. They're calling for the defunding of police. <laughs> They're, wicked mischaracterization of law enforcement officers as the enemy of the public that they serve as a blanket statement. It is, it is wicked. Right. And so I want to, I want to kind of unpack this and and continue on here just a little bit today, because I really think it's important for us as Christians to always be discerning. Right. And so how do we filter what we're looking at happening in the culture? People are expecting a different answer. It's through the word of God. Okay. Like it is, it's through the Bible. Guys, we got one note. We got one note. You know how some singers have like, that's their signature note. You can, you, when you hear it, you're like, that's just how he sings. That's how she sings. Yeah. This is how the Addisons sing. Okay. (laughs) We are looking to the word of God and we are trying to recognize the times that we are in based on what God has revealed to us in scripture. So I was thinking about this and I was thinking about how it's really convenient for um, liberals and those just all around, like whether they identify as liberal or not, if they are the enemies of God, I'm identifying them as wicked. How very wicked people have been in favor of violence. They've been in favor of the taking of innocent life. They're still in favor of the taking of innocent life. And in fact, keep listening, because I was listening to our brother Walker show just before this program. Mm -hmm. And Walker played a clip. That which is really taboo to do. You don't send a message to someone while they're doing a live broadcast, right? Like you just don't do that. I mean, it can throw them off. 
And I and I forgot that for just a second. And I was like, what did you just play? Where did, who who is that? I needed <laughs> names and faces and all of that. And he was so kind to send us a link. And we're going to play that clip for you. But as disgusting as the clip is, I think it needs to be heard all across the country as many times as people can stomach to hear it, because I think it says an awful lot about where we are. The spirit of this age where we are. The outbreak of violence, the, the massacre that happened in Buffalo, New York, in, in Laguna Woods, California, the, the, the just the, the the reckless violence. Guys, these things are spiritual. And I never yes. want us to get lost in the details of these things. Yes. You know, so there can be talk about the manifesto. There could be talk about the blame shifting. And we almost kind of find a little bit of comfort or solace in the Man. consumption of the information. So, yeah. So the thing is, when you mention that this stuff is spiritual, I think we miss that so often because yes. we have allowed so many forms of death and murder mm-hmm. to be a part of our mm-hmm. country. It's almost like we're desensitized to yes, we are. the whole deal. So the thing is, in the Bible, when it talked about bloodshed and, and, and things happening, the land was defiled because That's of that. Right. Like it was That's a spirit. Right. It's something that happened to the land because of the, the murder and the bloodshed and the wickedness that was going on, the deviancy. Like that is still at play. And I, mm-hmm. I think we don't understand the spiritual implications of that, that we do these things. But that there's a, um, a response even from the land that, that we are in that, that cries out and say, oh, you know, that there's a groaning. And so the spiritual element of that, it gets overlooked. It gets mm-hmm. overlooked because we don't think that way That's right. uh, most of the time. That's exactly right. And and to your point, well, the great, I mean, this goes back to Genesis. I mean, yeah. when you look at the conflict between Cain and Abel, right. where Cain slaughtered his brother, what does God say to him? The blood of your brother cries out to me from the from the earth. Mm-hmm. Like there is there is no way that we can can continue to celebrate and to normalize death and destruction in this country. And for that to not have an effect on the land, to not have an effect, it defiles the land. (laughs) And, and, you know, and I'm going to tell you, you know, we have found many different ways to make um, demonic activity very normal in this country. Mm. Many different ways. Please hear me well. We've we found ways to describe things and to excuse things that would cause us not to come face to face with the reality that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, that there is real wickedness, that there is real demonic activity, that people really are possessed by demons. And I know I know. Look, if if among the elite, what I'm saying right now sounds like off the rails. (laughs) Praise God, I'm not looking for your approval. Right. Do you understand what I'm saying? We have a real enemy. And when we see these things happening in our culture, we see these things happening in our country, it's important for us to identify those things. But I want to do this. I want to mm-hmm. I want to make a couple points and mm-hmm. then we'll play the clip and then we'll look at the word of God, um, because we've got to understand this. We've got to understand the time that we're in. So I was reading an article yesterday and we didn't get into it, but I I do want to get into it a little bit today. And this article was from the New York Times and this was from April. So this was just last month. Actually, it's a month ago today, which today is Will the Great's birthday. Happy birthday, Will the Great. Just (laughs) sorry, my brain just 
So this article, happy birthday, Will. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, you're welcome. Um, (laughs) From a month ago today, where the New York Times uh, ran a piece that was meant to be a conversation starter for young people. This was really interesting. I was reading this. It's meant to start a conversation where young people can ask questions of what's going on in the culture today. So this this article was um, a violent crisis, a violent crisis. And it was written by a man named German Lopez. And he made some observations about the uptick of violence in our country. Of course, most of the focus is on gun violence. I really think that that's the low hanging fruit. Mm. And whenever you see people solely wanting to focus on gun violence, it's not only because of the amount of destruction that can be done in a short span of time with guns, but it's because it's politically linked, Mm. right? There's always going to be a political claim or a political demand that is made on the other side of that observation. So we observe this uptick in mass (laughs) shootings, right? But we don't want to talk about anything else. We don't want to talk about violence in homes. We don't want to talk about the abortion, the murder of babies in this country at will. We don't we don't want to talk about that. Mm-hmm. We don't want to talk about the, the the robbing of stores. We don't want to talk about the 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 physical violence pushing people onto uh, train tracks. We we don't want to talk about right. any of those things. Yeah. Why are these things happening in our country? Why do you have people walking up to other individuals and indiscriminately just punching them in the face and shoving them down to the ground? And we have all of these things that we're capturing on on television and on film and on and. You, but we don't want to talk about those things. We only want to talk about the things that fit the narrative. Mm. Well, there is a larger narrative and it is the battle between good and evil. Mm-hmm. We're talking about the tale of two kingdoms, <laughs> the kingdom of God versus the kingdom of the evil one. And we're talking about the effects of this clash and we see it happening in our culture. Now, listen, this is not going to make is not going to make you popular with people. When you talk about this, because people just want the facts they can read in the news headlines. But I'm telling you that for your facts, you must also dig into the scriptures. Amen. Allow the Holy Spirit to help you make sense of what's going on. Okay, so looking at this article, it's called The Morning. It's a newsletter that is produced by The New York Times to allow young people to be able to engage on the issues. Okay. More mass shootings. This is German Lopez writing this last month in The New York Times, and and I'm just going to read it. It's. A little bit dated here. A gunman opened fire in a Brooklyn subway, wounding 10 people and injuring others. A mall shooting in South Carolina wounded 10. A gang shootout in Sacramento killed six and wounded 12 more. New Orleans reported its bloodiest weekend in 10 years. Road rage shootings appear to be up in some states. Now, this is just scratching the surface. Now, allow your mind to think about these kinds of things happening all across the country. Mm -hmm. Okay, these are examples of America's recent violent turn murders have spiked nearly 40 percent since 2019 and violent crimes including shootings and other assaults and other assaults have increased overall more tragedies from mass shootings to smaller acts of violence are likely to make headlines as long as higher levels of violent crime persist and then he goes into offering three explanations for why this is happening which, of course, is really interesting for me, because if you are spiritually discerning and you read the explanations that are offered, they all fall flat, right? Because they do not take into consideration this realm that we cannot see that is as real as the one we can see, by the way. <laughs> so he goes into three explanations that help to explain the increase in violence. And here's number one. 
the COVID-19 pandemic. <laughs> I'm just going to. Okay. The COVID-19 <laughs> pandemic and associated lockdowns disrupted all aspects, aspects of life, including the social services that contain crime and violence. Hold on a second. Wouldn't it be safe to say that some of those social services that contain crime and violence were interrupted because people were calling for the defunding of police? Yep. Because they created a hostility between the law enforcement officers who protect and serve these communities and the communities? Is, could, could that be a possibility? No, no, <laughs> it's COVID-19. COVID-19. Another expl- explanation Okay, uh, Lopez gives here, German Lopez, another explanation uh, ties these two issues together, COVID-19, the lockdowns, and then the protests that broke out in this country. He also lists the protests as sort of like exacerbating violence. Um, no, it's a part of the violence. It was, it was the violence. Like, <laughs> I, how do you say that the violence caused the violence? I, I, anyway, but I didn't write this, and that's not why I'm reading it to correct him. <laughs> Yeah, okay, that is why I'm reading it to correct him. Let's just be honest. But he says that these things are tied together by a growing sense of social discord and distrust. Now, now you're hitting on something. So where is the root of discord? Where does that come from? Where does discord and division and factions, where does it come from? Where does it come from when you have people who can't look each other in the eye because they're always, um, they're, they're sus- they, they suspect them of something? Right. That they, they don't trust mm. anymore. Why is this happening? Guys, this is by design. This right. has been worked into our culture today. Creating chaos. And the, it has created chaos. This is why. Think about this. This is why now when you go into the grocery store and you hadn't done this for years, if ever you did this, if ever. I feel safe to say for many people it's going to be if ever. But now you go into the grocery store And you're trying to figure out if that person fits into some of the people you have seen on television and do they share the feelings that's coming from some of these people who are getting center stage in media these days, right? Am I the enemy of that person? Am I a friend? Am I, am I safe here? Do I need to check myself in some way? Is there, is there some sort of uh, hostility that is just simmering beneath the surface. Where has all of this come from? Where, it, well, it has come from the evil one. Hmm. It's come from the evil one, and the the height of it, the height of it, is what we see in places like Buffalo. Because we have normalized this type of spiritual decline, hmm. violence, yeah. even yeah. in our country. Now. You've got people like German Lopez who wrote this piece who would look to all of the reasons why we might have a breakdown. And I say I say that the Democrats caused this type of breakdown, that they um, exacerbated this breakdown, that they've added to it. They just keep throwing wood on the fire of this breakdown. And so much so do they realize that they've caused a problem that even their followers don't like. Right is that they are they are running it back now. The Democrats are running it back. You know what they realize? They realize that actually people do want law enforcement officers in their neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. <laughs> actually, it turns out people do believe that law enforcement officers keep them safe. 
And so what do we see? Also last month, the New York Times in the same month, within days, running an article that said that that read that the Democrats have to retreat on their crime and police reform uh, platform. <laughs> they have to they have to step back from that. Why? Because Americans are saying that's stupid. <laughs> right. <laughs> They're saying there's no one nowhere except for you guys who are flanked by your security who want to see a decreased presence of law presence of law enforcement officers. <laughs> All right. We'll grab the break. Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio and we'll be right back. Do you believe in abortion after birth? Would you, would you support that? I believe in whatever the woman wants to choose to do, that's her choice. At any point of the child's life? At any point of the lady's life, that's her choice. To kill another person's body? It's going to always be her choice. Even after the baby's born? It's always her choice. So if they're two years old? It's always her choice. I can kill my two-year-old? It's a woman's right to choose. To kill their child at any it's point? It's a woman's right to choose. Hmm. Man. Man. <laughs> it almost sounds just sort of like wickedly disconnected from the question. It sounds like it, she this wasn't is, listening. It, like, do you hear what she's <clears throat> saying? Like, and and can I tell you? I think she did. That's a live action clip, by the way. Man. Um, let me just tell you. I think she absolutely heard what she was saying. Godly. But can I? This is going to be a little bit counterintuitive. I think that this woman. Although it is, it's very demonic, you guys. And I don't know how something could be very demonic. There's no such thing as a little demonic. It's demonic or it's not, right? It's one of those things. So it's demonic. Let's just say that, okay? But bear with me here. She actually, the woman who is responding, is actually responding consistent with the logic of this lie. Mm. Think about that. Yeah, when you say right. it is the woman's right to choose... It doesn't matter where the baby is, right? It doesn't matter where the baby is um, in the process of development because the logic there, it, it's its ridiculous, yeah, right? It but is. it says that it is a woman's right to choose. That's amazing. Or, or the premise is that it's a woman's right but to it's choose. it's amazing if you say. can say at two years old and, and, that, and she still says it's a woman's, it's a woman's right to choose. Like, Almost sort what? of like a zombie. <laughs> Almost sort of like a zombie. But but I will tell you what this exposes, what this exposes is what I think many people who hold this position hope you never ask them about. Mm. Because what she said, and as many times as she was pressed, this is what they say. It doesn't matter where they stop. That's what they're saying. Yeah. Yeah. If they say a woman's right to choose at, at five weeks, at 16 weeks, at 24 weeks, two years. Yeah. They, What's they, their position? Their that. position yeah. is that it's a woman's right to choose. And I think every believer, mm -hmm. every American, but every believer needs to have heard this clip, needs to understand and be thinking deeply about what's coming from these people. What, what do we mean when we say it's a, a woman's right to choose? 
But again, and let's go to the scriptures here. I'll open the phone lines up as well. 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. You can comment on anything we're talking about today, but understand this is the topic, but understand this. All right, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 23. Have nothing to do with foolish, ignorant controversies, and you know that they breed quarrels. And the Lord's servant, servant must not be quarrelsome, but kind to everyone, able to teach, patiently enduring evil, correcting his opponents with gentleness. God may perhaps grant them repentance, leading to a knowledge of the truth, and they may come to their senses and escape from the snare of the devil after being captured by him to do his will. But understand this, that in the last days, there will come times of difficulty. For people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness, but denying its power. Avoid such people. Usually when we read this passage, we usually kind of just jump right into chapter three and begin with verse one. But understand this, that in the last days, but I wanted to back up to chapter two, nearing the end there. Because I think it's important for us to understand how these statements are connected. Paul begins this next section of his thought with but, but understand this. So why the, why the use of this conjunction to connect this previous thought, right? So what is the antecedent thought? The antecedent thought is that you don't want to be involved in like frivolous controversy. So you don't want to get caught up in ridiculous stuff, right? Mm -hmm. However, <laughs> however, you must always tell the truth. So you don't want to be caught up in frivolous dis discussions. You don't want to be quarrelsome for no reason. Do you understand? Right. right? However, you want to correct the Lord's opponents with gentleness. And why are you doing that? In the hopes that they'll be won over. In the hopes that they'll hear the truth and be wrestled away from the grips of the evil one. But while you're doing this, please know this. And this is where the buck comes in. So while you are faithfully engaging, know this. In the last days, perilous times will come or times of difficulty. Mm. Brothers and sisters, this is the time that we are in. When you have individuals stand up and say that a baby can be murdered at whatever point. When you have individuals stand up and say that a two-year-old can be murdered if the mother chooses then we are living in times of difficulty. We are living in times where there is a lack of understanding. And, and again, if you want to understand, if you want to understand um, how wicked a culture is, just talk to them. <laughs> like, I, I, I know that seems very basic, right? Like, just talk to them. We are not supposed to be cowards. We're not supposed to be hiding out. And sometimes this is really difficult, but I want to encourage the body of Christ to be very bold in the questions that we're asking in our culture today, to be very bold in challenging the assertions that's coming from very wicked individuals. Why is it that the Democrats have pulled back on defunding the police? Because Americans pushed back and said, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> And they said, oh, okay, it's not runnable. No, it's not runnable. 
But please, you have to understand this. If you had said nothing, they would have run it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Please understand. Like, it's not that they've come to see the light and that they're exhausted of the violence breaking out all across this. That's not it. It's that they feel like, oh, I can't get elected if I keep running on that. Do not let these people deceive you. All right, let's go to the phone lines. 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. Will the Great, where do we go first? All right, let's go to Mark in Kansas. Hi, Mark. Hey, Will. Mickey. Hello. Wow. Hello. Mm-hmm. What a... Oh, yeah. This is a powerful thing going on. Hey, uh, mm. you know, just all the evil that's going on right now, it's just what you were saying. You're just right on. And, you know, you said something about all the... You talk about the evil... If you got just a sec, I'll tell you a dream vision I had back in 2004 and five. It, mm. it just ties right in with everything, if you don't mind. No, go ahead. Have you got time? I think we have a couple seconds. Hello? We have a few seconds. Go ahead. Oh, seconds. All right. Well, I just had a bit, I had the words under fire come to me in 2004, 2005. I had a dream. I asked the Holy Spirit to speak to me, to sleep well. I woke up that morning seeing shining faces all in the skies. The words, it's going to be like the days of Norma Flood. The church is too content. Needs to be mm-hmm. outreaching a loss. And I've been passing out photos for since 2005. And I sent an email to you guys. Everybody needs to see that. Every Christian needs to see the necessities, the 2,000 meals. There's evil going on. We're all going to be woke up here. It's just, it's just crazy. We're going to be woke up in about a year. What's going on with our government, how evil our government is. It's just, it's crazy. Mark, thank you so much. I appreciate you sharing that with us. Listen, I really believe that the Lord reveals to his people and it is his own choice. It is his own doing. Mm -hmm. But I really believe that the Lord does not leave his people ignorant to what is happening in any given culture in which they live and in which they exist. And so, look, I'm going to tell you, as we pray about what the Lord reveals to us, we must also be faithful to act and to warn. We have to keep telling the truth, just as, in fact, you're doing. So, Brother Mark, I really do appreciate you calling. And Will the Great, where do we go next? All right, let's go to Jeff in Tennessee. Hi, Jeff. Hi, Will, Mickey. Uh, love y'all's show. Thank God you. bless you. Um, I'm a, a pastor, and my sermon Sunday was on this topic. And uh, the one verse, if we as Americans could get any one verse and really grasp onto it, the judges chapter 17, verse 6, and it talks about there was no king in Israel, mm-hmm. and the people did what was right in their own eyes. Mm-hmm. And that is exactly what we're doing today. We don't have leadership in America, mm-hmm. not true godly leadership. Mm-hmm. And that's why we're having the activities that we are in our country. Wow. Pastor Jeff, listen, I cannot disagree with you at <laughs> all. I, I, have, I have felt that uh, so many times that we are living in a sort of a time of the judges where there is no king. So everyone just kind of does what he or she thinks is right in his or her own eyes. It's true. But can I also say, and and I think that this is where the challenge comes in for those of us who bear the name of Christ. When there is a lack of leadership, when God holds back leadership, good sound leadership, it is indeed a message that God is sending to the people. It is it is a type of judgment. judgment. Yep. And so we have to step back and we have to say, God, what have what have we done? <laughs> what have we done that you have held back from us good sound leadership? Mm. Right? What have we done that we can't find elected officials who are going to represent us well? 
This is indeed an act of judgment. And so we have to be praying regarding that. Amen. All right. Well, the great, where do we go next? All right. Let's go to Teresa in Texas. Hi, Teresa. Hello. How are y'all today? Doing good. Hello. Hello. First time caller. And I'll try not to cry, but I want to say something in regards to the lady that you just played that said it's a woman's right to choose. No, ma'am, it is not a woman's right to choose. That is a blessed baby mm-hmm. that is designed by God. Mm-hmm. And with that mentality and that stinking thinking that they have and that they're pushing, if it's a woman's right to choose, then they could say as they, as they have grown children, then they would still have the right to murder a grown child. That is mm-hmm. set on fire from hell, and that is wrong. Yeah. Life is precious. And yes. You, you are so right. I've had two miscarriages and that, no, babies are precious. Amen. Amen. And I pray that we all continue to stand against and fight against this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Teresa, thank you so much for calling. I, I really do appreciate you. And listen, this is the response that we must have. We have to be grieved over the sin in our land. If we say that we um, are affected by what happens in our country, I mean, listen, we have to be grieved over the sin in our land. We have to take a step back and say, okay, the blood of millions of babies cries out from the ground in Mm -hmm. our country. And, And we have normalized this. And even Christians, remember, go back a few shows. Even Christians are saying things like, well, it depends. It depends. I mean, do we want to, it just depends. Like, is it, you know, how far along is the baby? And, you know, and, and the people is like, well, it's just a few weeks old as if it's less made in the image of God at a few weeks old. <laughs> Remember the Lord connects the worth or, or gives the worth and the value of the baby. And the fact that the baby is made in his image, made in his image. Yeah. That doesn't change based on gestational age. You know, we, we do have to understand that violence begets violence. So if we have, this mentality of legally killing, you know, babies and 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 all of that. What we see happening in our streets and in our uh, cities is it, because of our mindset towards murder. Mm-hmm. You know, those things like when you think about slavery and the things that were happening then, as far as uh, not being seen as a person, this country had to go to a bloody war. Like violence begets violence. Like that's mm-hmm. and and it, it, there's spiritual principles that play again i think we kind of look over because you know even with some of the things we watch even you know uh, entertainment you know our minds have been stripped away from what's supposed to be like oh man look at you know now you can watch that with no not even jumping or anything you know so i think those type of things you have to look at and and again that those things defile the land you know it strips the mentality of the people not to even think twice about like murder you know let me let me say something here, and, I, and I, this may take us to the end of the program here, but, but let me say something to your point, Will the Great, because I, I think it's, and, and I'll be careful, but let me say, when you strip sexual intimacy from God's design for it, right, and then it becomes people's entertainment, okay, mm-hmm. there's, there's no way you're going to bring people back to seeing the the sacredness of sexual intimacy and the blessed outflow of that intimacy, which, as the Lord wills, is the production of a child. 
right? So so when you when you move away from that and remember, we not only consume you guys understand what I'm talking about mm-hmm. in this country. We not only consume pornography in this country, but we export it. Mm-hmm. So when we start talking about a culture of death, we have to also understand what it is that we consume for our own enjoyment, mm-hmm. right? That makes it almost impossible for us to cross over into a culture of life. Wow. Because then we'd have yeah. to acknowledge the sacredness of sexual intimacy and God's design for it. And we just, you know, we just don't have time for all of that. <laughs> hmm. Lord, forgive us. We're out of time. Until tomorrow, Lord willing. God bless. <laughs>